Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. If you're a regular listener to this show, you know we've had some conversations as of late about uh, craft beers versus your regular kind of top 10 beers. Our buddy Alan from Tradescope Electrical yes. called you out on it and yes. rocked your block. Yes, and we've we've had our own craft beer. We had the Craig and Lucky uh, Bitter and Brown beer. And Years ago, the, yeah. We got the 94.9 The Rock Hard Lager, and I like those. I mean, I think they're a, a terrific tasting beer. There's just some that are just too... Like, I, I, Guinness is a great example for me. I just can't. It's just too thick and I, I can't do it. And I, and I'm All very, right. and I'm very weak when it comes to my beer consumption. I like a, a light beer. Anyhow, we've been back and forth about this. You're a lager guy, though. I am a lager. Pilsner lager. Yeah, because that's, you know, Guinness is a stout. It's not a craft beer by any means, but it's just got a completely different kind of flavor and and taste Mm -hmm. to it. Yeah, and look, I don't judge anybody. I know Alan from Tradescope judges the hell out of me. But you order what you want. There's beer snobs out there, and you can go out and have a drink with them, and they will only order the strangest thing they would never sip. If they walked into the bar out of the desert. They had been there for months. Right. And all they had on tap was a top five beer. They'd uh, they'd rather die of thirst. Anyhow. So, with that conversation, a brewery sent me a a six-pack of their craft beers. And and I thank them very much. It's very nice of you for doing that. I I got in, and that was a nice gift on a Tuesday morning. A six-pack of beer. I said, that's very nice. Now, it it was in a, a rock bag, little piece of paper on it with my name, Craig, and uh in the brewery. And so I open it up, I pull out the beer, and at first I didn't notice. It took me a second. And I went, hold on. This six pack only has four beers. <laughs> Someone has taken two beers. Now, I know it's not the brewery. Why would they have only sent four beers in a plastic container top? Would, made for six. Made for they six. They would have cut off the other two if that yeah. were the case. Who would do this? Right. Now, there are a few people in this building. Lee Eckley is one of them. <laughs> now, I know he loves craft beer. Wow. He and Ed had it out over a banana peel yeah. left in the garbage. You're gonna you're gonna get onto Eckley's oh, side here. I'm going to crush Lee Eckley. Yeah, he's a if, craft beer guy. If I find out it was him. And he was in yesterday afternoon. He's in for Doug Elliott yeah. this week. Now, it, again, it was in a bag with my name on it. Who the hell goes in right. to somebody else's thing? I would never. Now, I don't know if it's Lee. Right. I'm just throwing his name out there. We also have some crafty sales reps around here. Yes. And I'm suggesting that they get their nose at a joint anytime somebody on air gets something they didn't. True. So I think they went and took two beers to pay themselves. Or this just comes from their lifetime supply that they got for selling to the brewery. And the brewery probably said, hey, how come they don't try our beer? Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and then said, all right, well, all right, I'll give them a couple of the ones that I have here. This is, this is as much of an offense as someone going in and having your ham sandwich that you brought for lunch and eating it out of the fridge. Oh, worse. I mean, who the hell really cares about a ham sandwich? Yeah, this is beer this is we're beer. talking about. This is like me coming home and catching you sleeping with my wife. Right. Well, let me say this. I'd rather have the beer. Go ahead. Uh, first and foremost, there's a very tiny violin I have playing for you right yeah. now with your tears. Uh-huh. Because from dusk till dead to me, or whatever the hell this brewery's called... <laughs> 
The morning show is called Craig Venn and Lucky. But we know who the star is. Um, and we had a full-blown conversation <laughs> about beer. The two of us had a conversation about beer. And then they decide, yeah. out of this, yeah. to send only you nah. beer. Well, you know. Listen, you've said it before in your life. You've been pretty lucky. Sometimes right. you're going to lose occasionally, Pally. <laughs> I just you can't don't understand have it all. how two people have a conversation and they hear this and say, we should send one of them well, some beer to try. Now, that's interesting, too, because who's to say that they didn't send this to us to split? The little note said, Craig, but it looks like it's in ladies' handwriting. You know, it looks like female handwriting. All right. Big circular letters. Let me see that for a second. I've lost the little note. Oh, okay. So I'm trying to find it. It's probably on the floor here somewhere. Right. In my anger, when I saw I was down to four beers, <laughs> I probably ate it. So I... Uh, maybe they just wanted us to split this six pack, it, and we would have gone home, and we still can with two beers each. Which two I, beers I will each. happily. Now we'll have to choose. I think you're going to have to take the, uh, the the. Uh, there's a step. No, 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 that's IPA. from dust till dead to me. My name was not on that. <laughs> Your name was on those beers. My name was nowhere to be found. Well, listen. I've heard certain stories of a fella in this room. I won't mention his name. <laughs> <laughs> when there was pizza delivered here, would take it home to feed his entire family. No. This no. is a story I've heard. What? In the hallways. Get out of yes. here. Yes. Between you and your bride. Oh, my. Staff of 40. Right. Eight people at your house would eat all the pizza. If I have ever done that, it's because I was working evenings and it was the end of the day. So I either leave it for the rats to feast on <laughs> that are all around this building, or I just take the bloody thing home. <laughs> And when is the Under Armour truck backing up at my house, by the way? <laughs> they didn't send that to the radio station. I trucked down and get that myself. And if that is what you do, you're more than happy to do that. You won't find me at Colonial Pools asking for anything. You go there. That's on you. If you you're had more a pool than welcome. If, if you, I had one. Colonial Pools would love you and take good care and of you. And I would be right there beside yeah. you. If I like I did. Under Armour. Where's yes. mine? Well, you could go down yourself and get it. No, you know what? I used to like it till I saw all those hockey stiffs wearing it. <laughs> I'd rather wear a jock strap and a tin can hat than anything with that logo on it. Because it just screams moron. So You're, was this, an, in the end, was this a thank you to this brewery or is this a, this is an investigation? A, no, this is more uh, an investigation right. and, a, and, and, and a releasing of our anger. <laughs> that has been pent up for decades uh, I'm now. I'm thirsty now, just well, thinking we, about we it. Should, I'm, I want you to take two of these. Uh, I, I would have had three. Out of pure spite. <laughs> <laughs> and the blackness of my heart <laughs> and the depth of my ego. <laughs> There's no way I can take two of your beers labeled for Craig only. That's right. I'm hoping to get your name completely removed from this show. I'm going to have you uh, whittled down to just board off. <laughs> well, listen, understand this, whoever took those beers. Right. Word is out on the street. Let's put Ed on it, because he, he got He's good at this. video evidence, everything. I hope you choke on the beer when you drink it. <laughs> Unless it was Ed. He was in here earlier, too. <laughs> Maybe it was Ed. I bet Ed the sock likes a pint. So he's got that cigar hanging out his right, room. Yeah. He enjoyed the cold beer. Goes well with a pint. And Doug Elliott's not around, so we, we can't blame him. And I couldn't blame him anyhow, because he's the boss man. Take what you want. He could have yeah. just taken the whole six-pack on that, me. That's true. What am I to say? 
But I will find that person. Like Liam means I will find you. <laughs> and you will pay. Apparently a lot of us have controversial food preferences. Uh, a poll on the most polarizing foods was conducted recently. What do you think would be the number one food that most people just can't stand? That is a food item, like an ingredient or a, a food type. You use it more as an ingredient or a topping. Like an anchovy? Number one is Number one, eh? Is there, a, is there a food like the anchovy that no matter what, you just say, I cannot swallow that? Whew. Uh, I mean, I'm not a big fan of oysters, okay, per se, but I will, you know, <laughs> for enough money. Sure. That oh, would yeah, be someone. one thing I would, I would go for. Yeah, I um, don't think, I can't think of a food item that I would absolutely say. I mean, no there's a lot food. of foods I don't like. Right. Or prefer not to have, I'll say. Right. No, I wouldn't choose on the menu. I'm trying to think. There are some kind, well, I don't, some of Teddy's combinations that he comes up with <laughs> or he threatens me with. I just saw the other thing on like beef tongue the other right. day. I, I don't think so. No, uh, no chance, huh? Like liver the same way. I'm not a big fan of, of liver. I would never crave it or go for it. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's always the thing of, well, if I gave you a million dollars, well, of course, if yeah. you gave me a million dollars. Yeah. That's a fear factor thing. I'd eat the bum of a moose for a million dollars <laughs> while the moose was still alive. <laughs> so anchovies are the uh, the top of the list. Okay. About half of people. I thought it would be more than half because in my life, and I am a big fan of the anchovy, and I got that from my father. There are very few people I know. My mother-in-law loves them. Right. Uh, but I would think it would be more like three quarters plus. I, I, I know very few people who, who like anchovies. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, you don't really come across them that mm. often. The paste is in like Caesar dressing. Yes. Right. You like, know? like, and in that, you're not seeing it. Yeah. It doesn't look like a, an eyebrow yeah, or, on top of your pizza. Yeah. Nobody gets them like on a sandwich. It's normally like on a pizza. It's a pizza topping, I think, mostly. I'm, and my mother-in-law ma- makes them, uh, when she makes pasta, she'll do an anchovy sauce. Right. But again, the anchovies kind of disappear and you just get the flavor of them. I mean, I, I, you know, I have some Chinese in my heritage. So we go to like dim sum and go to like authentic Mm. Chinese and some of those dishes that come around are of the uh-uh, I ain't touching that <laughs> variety. Well, like the chicken feet yeah. and uh, and and even some of the this is like the pork ribs. It just looks like a big ball of fat. There, well, pancetta can be that way. Again, that's an Italian thing that my mother in law does, where she'll put pancetta, which is just basically uh, fat, in the uh, sauce, and then right. it cooks through. It's like a fattier bacon. Oh, isn't yeah, it? but it's really good and really bad for you. Mm-hmm. But uh, very, very tasty. Now, I thought this was interesting. Black licorice was second. Oh, now I don't care for black licorice. I'll eat it. Right, but for it to be the second most disliked food. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I have said that for me, the squash mm-hmm. is something that I, I just, I cannot take. It is not a flavor I am happy with at all. And pumpkin, those, any of the gourd family. Right. And to the point where when people tell me you haven't tried my butternut squash soup, I'm sorry. 
I'm not going to try it. I've, I, had, I've had all the others. Yours can't be remarkably better. I think all of the foods here that are considered the worst, I, I think all of them you dislike. Right. Except maybe one. So you got the anchovies at the top, the black, black licorice. Black, I will not go for black licorice unless it's flaming and in a shot glass. Okay. Oysters, as you mentioned. Right. Then beets, blue cheese, okra. Capers, uh, uh-huh. Brussels spouts, fennel, olives, mushrooms, cilantro, coconut, pickles, and mayonnaise. Okay. On the top of that list for me that I will have is cilantro. Have that all the time. Can't stand And I, I was going to say I can't stand it. Not true. I just never had it because Maria hates it so much. Right. Well, cilantro is one of those things where half the population think it tastes awful. Right. And half don't. Uh, and I, I tend to like it and, mm-hmm. and crave it in, in when I have Mexican foods. Uh, mayo I'm good with. I need that on a sandwich. I put that on a burger as well. Okay. There's another one. Oh, Brussels sprouts, which are not my favorite, but Adrian will have them. She likes them mm-hmm. and does them around and the boys like them too. And we'll do them around Thanksgiving. Right. And, but I mean, she fries them with bacon. So it's really, of course, yeah. it's not like I'm <laughs> out in the field picking up a Brussels sprout. Yeah. We, uh, we don't make them all that often either. And I'm not a huge fan, but I'll eat them. But yeah, it's I, bitter. I, yeah. Well, you gotta, I found the trick with making them is you gotta take all that, uh, as much of the, uh, the, uh, lettuce off of it or the, and then you cut them in half and you pan and fry them in olive oil, and then salt and pepper them with some Parmesan cheese. And if you throw them back when they're nice and hot, right, they're good. Yeah, well, that's the same same thing. She's frying them with yeah. bacon, and yeah. uh, at that point, all right, <laughs> it's a vehicle to get more bacon in me. Sure, bacon. Yeah, I remember as a kid, we'd uh, some friends of ours had a, a campground, and we occasionally went. Well, it was sort of a tiny cottage meant to be or it was a camper meant to be a cottage anyhow we get up in the morning get the fire going make the breakfast and the dad my buddy's dad he would fry white bread in the bacon oh wow i don't think he's with us anymore (laughs) but damn it was good um, many people say they have food preferences mostly because they can't stand the smell of something that's what throws them off the most too strong of a flavor, the texture, how it looks, the type of flavor, sweet, sour, or salty, and, of course, how it makes you feel after eating it. But food preference, preferences aren't always forever. Many people say they initially disliked a food and later grew to enjoy it. And I think that's very much a childlike thing. You know, the fact that your kids like Brussels sprouts but don't like pasta right. is very strange. Yeah, well, oh, definitely so. And, and that's more evident than Christian, but that's a textural thing yeah. for him, too. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, like, the number one for me with that is asparagus. Okay. Hated it as a child. Right. But love it now. But... You know, with all due respect to my mother, mm-hmm. boiling the crap out of it is still not the preferred way to eat it for me. I know. This This is what threw, I think, a lot of certainly uh, anybody with a British background, but obviously the same uh, from your world, is that when I was a kid, that's all our parents did with any vegetable. Mm. Boiled the crap out of it. And yeah. it was just mush. It was terrible. But now we just probably do the opposite, and we just salt the hell out of it too much and mm-hmm. Parmesan cheese it to death. <laughs> Anything to choke it back. But, yeah, there's a lot. I think David was this, this with vegetables when he was a kid. He couldn't stand any of them. Wouldn't touch it, screaming at the table. So 
till all hours of the night, and then went heavy into vegetables when he got older and liked right. them a lot. So who knows? Evan might come around to the pasta. Someone wrote in escargot, and that's another one where... Oh, I like those. Well... I mean, do you really taste it? Would you have escargot if it wasn't covered in garlic, butter, and cheese? I don't know that I ever have. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you're slopping up. No one's going and sucking on snail shells. Those, but when you're throwing it on buttered bread. Those little uh, holes. That the, <laughs> and you got less, a little puddle of the garlic, butter, and you're yeah. ramming bread. I don't even know if it. there's actually an escargot in there. It's just <laughs> cheese and garlic, butter. It's funny, we were just talking about foods that you uh, can't stand and how sometimes as you age, some foods you couldn't stand as a kid, uh, you, you grow to like. And then I just stumbled upon this, uh, things that uh, we hated when we were kids but love now that we're adults. And at the top of the list is water. One person said, as a kid, I hated drinking water. <laughs> as an adult, I can't get enough. And I think I certainly, uh, I don't fall in the category of can't get enough, but I certainly drink a lot more water than I ever did as a, I don't remember ever drinking water as a kid. Hmm. I mean, if I did, it was like Kool-Aid. Right, you know, There was yes. something in it. Uh, being at home with and having nothing to do. That, that's paradise now. <laughs> right? That's absolute paradise. Nowhere to go. Don't hear me saying I'm bored. No, never. I'm happy with it. Getting socks as a gift or a practical item like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, of course we hated that stuff as kids. Mm -hmm. Taking baths. Right. I remember standing in the bathroom literally for hours. Like I could have gotten in the bath and gotten out in the time I wasted standing there complaining <laughs> about having to take a bath. Although I'm not a bath guy now. No, no, no. I can't remember the last time. Unless I'm being invited into a bath. <laughs> that hasn't so happened in a long that's time. That's why either. you can't remember the last time. <laughs> Even with the shower. You know, the idea of shower sex seems enticing. But one person is always freezing. Right. They make it, they make it look good. Yeah, they make it look great in the movies. Uh, eating leftovers and vegetables, as we mentioned, Brussels sprouts. And yeah, again, I couldn't stand leftovers as a kid. Mm. But now I, I look so forward to them because I have realized a lot of foods do taste better the next day. Yes. And especially when you mound cheese and Frank's hot sauce all over everything. <laughs> I'll choke it all back. Except for fish. When we cook fish, I try so hard to get the exact amount Right. Because you can't have fish as a leftover. It's so gross. Yeah. A little stinky. Yeah. Going to sleep early and taking naps. Hated that as a kid. Love it now. <laughs> I wake up excited about the next time I get to go to sleep. <laughs> Only eight more hours. Uh, family dinners. Dinners as a kid were tough because sometimes they dragged on so long. Yes. And you got so bored. Well, because a lot of it's not really about the, the meal. Right. It's about the hanging out, right? Yeah. Spending time. Right. It's, it's like I've always said about fine dining. I think it's really wrong to take a kid to a fine dining restaurant, a child. Yeah. One, because you're disrupting everybody else. But it's so unfair to the kid. Right. They don't want to be there. Yeah, the, the, the long, quiet yeah. environment. I'm like, I, I hear if like family men, like somebody will say, oh, we took little uh, Jonathan to uh, the keg for his eighth birthday. Little Jonathan didn't want the keg. You just want an excuse to go to the keg. You can try and give him all the Billy Minor pie you want. He likes the chicken fingers there. <laughs> there was a memorial for uh, Pee Wee Herman. It happened on Sunday, and that would have been his uh, 71st birthday. And this thing was star-studded. Uh, just a who's who, it seems like, uh, knew Pee Wee Herman well enough to go to his memorial. Speaking at the event was Conan O'Brien, David Arquette, Maya Rudolph, 
Natasha Leone. And then all just the celebrities that showed up just to uh, pay their respects. Lily Tomlin, Jason Alexander, Fred Armisen, Aaron Paul, Jennifer Coolidge, Kevin Pollack, Andy Richter, Patton Oswalt, Beverly D'Angelo, Tony Hawk, Penelope Ann Miller, Catherine Keener, Sarah Gilbert, Weird Al, Lorraine Newman, Jack White, J.J. Abrams, and Terry O'Terry. Judd Apatow, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, John Waters, and the B-52s sent pre-recorded videos. And Pee-wee's uh, Playhouse star, Lynn Marie Stewart and Elvira, led the crowd in singing Happy Birthday to close things out. Hmm. Who knew Pee-wee Herman knew all these people? I mean, he did a lot of uh, movies, television, of course. He was well-loved. People spoke of him uh, in such... A loving manner that he was so kind and generous that he would send well thought out, heartfelt messages to people on their birthdays. And he'd leave long voicemails on any given day just to say how much he appreciated somebody or loved them. Yeah. And I mean, well, before the time of the Internet and cancel culture Mm -hmm. is when he had his uh, one tryst with the. With bad decisions, right? Well, there was a couple along the way. There was the uh, story that he eventually was found innocent of where he had collected a bunch of art. And in that art, there was some child nudity. But this was like 18th century kind of art. Okay. And he said, look, no, no, I'm not. I'm not into, you know, this is child porn. Yeah. This is art. Like, these are paintings. This is not... But it ended up, they dragged him through the courts on that as well mm. for a while. So he had his controversy, certainly. But, uh, yeah, uh, a fond farewell to uh, Pee Wee Herman. He was amazing in Blow with... Uh, yes. It was the drug dealer. Yeah. That's a that's a remote drop for me, that movie. <laughs> Just... Well, and, and when you think of it, you know, it's so well-known Paul Rubens as Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. The, the depth that he could really act yeah. was, was quite astonishing. Yeah. Uh, the the scene, I still love it every time I watch it, when, uh, when uh, Johnny Depp is walking with his dad, played by Ray Liotta, and they're walking through the literally the garage area of his mansion he's now living in. And it's just a fleet of cars. <laughs> and, uh, the, and Ray Liotta turns to him with that Ray Liotta voice. And he goes, a lot of money in the importing, exporting business, isn't there? <laughs> I started watching that Johnny Depp, uh, Amber oh, Heard thing, what do you think? by the way. Ah, I, 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 annoying. In, in oh, the, really? Eh? Well, just because, you know, episode one is where I've only gotten through episode one. Okay, all right. But it has a lot to do with the frenzy around the trial. Yeah. And people whose daily lives consist of going on the Internet and uh, talking about mm-hmm. what's happening, right? Like these... uh you want to call them fake news? They literally are like podcasters. podcasters that just go online and uh, comment as they watch TV. And people love it. And I found that so incredibly I annoying. I, I think once if you can hang in and get past it, I just thought the uh, I thought it was interesting the the relationship to stardom and how she didn't really stand a chance in this because he's Johnny Depp right. and he's beloved. Well, I just find that, you know, but he, he has such a longer history with the audience, too. Yeah. And, you know, he's again, his his story. Uh, sure, he's had his demons, but he was also a guy who would dress up like Captain Jack Sparrow and go see kids in hospitals. Yep. You know, so 
we're onions. We're onions. There's lots of layers to us. But but nobody knew anything about her, and that, except that she was a pretty blonde who did a few movies and married him. I didn't even know about the Rum Diary, to be honest. No, I, never, I, I, never I never heard of the movie, and that's no. where they met, right? Yeah, that's right. She was 22. Yeah, so if you uh, if you stick with it, it's just kind of interesting, that social study, I mm. guess. Uh, ACDC could play the uh, 2024 Super Bowl. Really? Now, there's nothing going on except that the governor of Vegas, where the Super Bowl is going to happen in February, says he'd love to see a rock act back as the headliner since there hasn't been one since The Who in 2010. And he thinks ACDC would be great. Whether they would do it or not, I do not know. Governor of Nevada is stepping up and talking about it. Bring Elvis so. back. Have Elvis do it. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. <laughs> the whole time. If you get to New Vegas, you should do something like yeah. that. Yeah, the Rock Acts have really uh, dwindled uh, uh, as far as the Super Bowl. I mean, listen, a lot of it is because they're getting very old. And if yes. they don't have anything to promote, why would they bother? Well, the other side of it, too, is, you know, these guys like to be paid for things. Mm-hmm. And the NFL is staunch in its belief that its halftime performers shouldn't be paid. Right. Although, the halftime is always sponsored. Right. right. It's a Pepsi or it's, whatever. But it was Pepsi for years. It's changed as of late. But but it's sponsored. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, everyone knows about the millions that are brought in per second mm-hmm. for commercial time. So whoever's raking in some of that money, you would think the halftime show would get paid a bit of it. You would think. But maybe they maybe the NFL just says, hey, you're going to sell so many concert tickets and your merch because of this 12-minute performance. Uh, well, that is what they say. They say this is a global stage in front of billions of people. You should be honored to have that stage. Right. But no one's honored to have anything anymore. Money talks. <laughs> That's right. And BS walks, lucky as they say. Uh, Elton John, he took a spill. He was uh, in his home in the south of France, so not the place in Bowmanville. Like we, okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> or Caledon. Yeah. Or Markham, Richmond Hill, where was he? One yeah. of those places. Yeah, no, he. I guess he was just walking around the house and uh, took a spill. They say he's okay and he's upright and uh, moving around. And there was actually, um, it's actually audio of his fall. Take a listen to this. I can't lie no more of your dog. <laughs> <laughs> Just juvenile. <laughs> eBay originally launched in 1995 as a site called Auction Web. eBay was short for Echo Bay Technology Group. eBay was the parent company for four different sites at the time. Uh, Auction Web, a, a travel site, a personal shipper site, and a site about the Ebola virus. Oh, the others didn't get any traction, and the media kept referring to the uh, auction web as eBay. So the company made the name change official in 1997. All right. It has, I, I think, I can't remember the last time I was on eBay. It seems that it has been passed over by the likes of uh, Facebook Marketplace. Kijiji and, and others. Kijiji, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, if you're going to try and sell something, eBay is Probably not your best bet in terms of getting traction for things. Or any time I've been looking for something, mm. especially something specific, I'm looking for a gift for someone. Uh, whenever I see it pop up on eBay, it's 
It's like someone asking a fortune for it. Is that, right. Not yeah. someone who really wants to get rid of it. I think it's more almost, I would say it's almost for collector's items more oh, okay. than it is for regular shopping, but I could be wrong. And don't you have to go into bidding on it? Like if there's a certain item and they're asking a hundred bucks, don't you have to bid? At one point there was that process. Yeah. I think you can either buy it outright or bid mm. uh, to get to it. Hmm. The submarine was invented during the Civil War by an engineer. The engineer died in 1863 when he was testing one, and it sank. (laughs) The defrost setting on on your microwave doesn't use a different wattage or type of energy. It just alternates between 100% power and zero power. Oh. Yeah. Also, oh, basically, turns on and off for a little while. You know, there's all these zero buttons. power. I know two buttons on my microwave: the clock, right, and high setting. Yeah. Everything to high. <laughs> you don't hit the the popcorn. No. The reheat, heat the veggies. No, I got all these different buttons. I don't know anything about them. I just throw my food in there. Oh, hot sauce and cheese on top. Hit high. One minute, we're good to go. Mm-hmm. The color mauve was discovered by accident. A chemist saw a purplish magnetic color when he was trying to make a medicine to treat malaria in 1856 and realized it would be a great dye. Oh, okay. Yeah. So did mauve come from malaria? I don't know. Where did the name come from? I don't know. What else do we have? Oh, with the passing of Bob Barker over the weekend, uh, Dr. Phil spent part of his honeymoon with Bob Barker. Phil and his wife Robin were in the audience for an episode of The Price is Right way back in 1976 while they were on their honeymoon. Really? Yeah. I never heard him say, Dr. Phil, come on down. (laughs) The original gay pride flag had eight colors in the rainbow. Red, orange, yellow, green, turquoise, blue, violet, and hot pink. Eventually, hot pink and turquoise were dropped because it made... Them too expensive to produce. Oh. Yeah. Marvel Comics, which owns the Incredible Hulk, gets $100 in royalties from the WWF for every match Hulk Hogan wrestled in and a small piece of his royalties, too. And Hogan wasn't allowed to wear green or purple like the Incredible Get Hulk. Get out. No. No matter <laughs> He wrestled a lot. He did. Too. He did. Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple, was so good at Tetris, he used to dominate the top charts in Nintendo Power magazine. He even started submitting under fake names when they refused to print so many of his scores. (laughs) Nerd. (laughs) Would you ever do? (laughs) Chinese food takeout containers were originally invented in the 1890s to to hold oysters. Okay, that'd be the like the, the box with the shaped little, one, with the metal little handles, right? Which yeah, you never see. You see them in movies all the time. They're rarely now, but they were a great little box. But now they they you get the uh, basically the Tupperware. Yeah, that's what everyone takes that plastic. Yeah, save them, wash them, saves it. Yeah, stacks of it, <laughs> and you use it for takeout from your own house. Yeah. 
And uh, Victoria's Secret sold men's underwear from eighteen from nineteen eighty five to nineteen ninety three. Really? Yeah. Now you may, you know how we we've talked about this. When men go into a, a Victoria's Secret or any of those stores trying to find their wives some sort of gift, and the lady that works there always says, "Well, what size is she?" And you know the man awkwardly looks at her and says, right. "She's a little bigger than you, or a little smaller than you." Uh-huh. I wonder how that was with the men's underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Woman so would they, go in. Did they only sell men's underwear? No, or they just had a men's division. Had, yeah. So the lady would go in and say, I want some underwear for my husband. Right. And the woman would say, well, how big is he? <laughs> uh, cucumber, <laughs> zucchini, matchstick, carrot. <laughs> what does he get? What's he packing? Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.